Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about why is the market so volatile? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All right, today let's talk about why the markets are so volatile. Uh, and and my apologies for folks that have listened to uh, the episode that I talked about on economics and how things work. I'm gonna I'm gonna recover some of those points, but I'm not gonna beat a dead horse with it for the folks that have listened to the other episodes about it. But What's basically happening is the the world is overly indebted, and meaning there's just a lot of debt in the system, a ton a ton of debt in the system. Um, it's similar to the 1929 crash when that happens. When that happened, the world was over indebted, and then you had a crash, and you had a period where the economy had to uh, deleverage the debt. Right. So so you think think of it in in human terms, if a if if a human got overly indebted, you know, just lots of debt to pass the max of the debt where they were basically bankrupt and just needed to file, it takes a very long time for that person to, uh, you know, pay off the debt if they if they could pay off the debt because you know if, if it took him, you know, 20, 30 years to get into debt without any major uh, income increases. You know, it, it may take that long to uh, get out of debt, right? And it's also the situation of if, even if they file bankruptcy, uh, it's going to take them probably, unless they're like a billionaire and super connected with money, it's going to take them a long time to reestablish the uh, financial position they had before because nobody's going to want to give them credit. Uh, and without credit, it was hard for them to achieve that same lifestyle. And so you can think of the economy as right there. The economy basically is is, is bankrupt. Um, and, um, globally, you, you even look at China, people say, oh, China, the, 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 the miracle of China's growth story. I mean, what really happened was the China like grew their economy really fast by having the fastest debt explosion in the history of, you know, of, of society. And so they're at a point to where they're very in debt as well. So debt is just permeating the system. And so just like if there's if somebody's in a lot of debt, just financially, things are volatile because um, any major change in finances can can like mess up a situation. And, and, and so, for example, you have these big swings in the market when interest rates rise just a little bit. They're already super low. But on days when they move just a little bit going up, the you know the market freaks out because if interest rates go to a certain level, the system blows up. And, and why you know why does that happen? Well, because you know governments are you know we're looking at when I say rent rates, we're looking at government bond rates. And so if if interest rates for the government go up a lot, that means they pay more interest. And most of them are, many of them are already running deficits. So you think, all right, 
they're they already are spending more than what they're making and then interest rates go up a lot you know that basically blows up the system because they can't afford the debt they also if, if interest rates go up they got to pay higher social security benefits higher pension benefits that's just the all-around bad situation and then and, and it trickles right all other interest rates for corp for corporations are going to be higher than government interest rates and so you got over indebted corporations and if their rates go up they they blow up as well and so it's a it's a situation where um things are more volatile but you also have on the end of that you know you have the fact that you really can't uh hide in cash uh or you know uh you really can't hide in cash because the the solution to the problem is like the government could file bankruptcy they could say hey we're just going to like file bankruptcy and so that basically says hey bonds go to zero uh, pension plans and social security goes to, to zero benefits uh and um and so that that's going to cause all kinds of disruptions so they're not going to do that so the other option is to bankrupt go bankrupt in a nice way meaning print lots of money and pay back the debts and money is basically worth less which is which is what they're doing so you see all these stimulus checks you know that was done by you know um you know, started with the Trump when Trump was in office and continued uh, through Biden. And they'll get bigger and bigger, not from a political party standpoint, be, because like every, everybody around the world, regardless of political regime or country, they have to print money or they have to default. And they're not going to default because that's just not politically uh, possible. And so they have to print money uh, to get themselves out of the system, which, which, which this, this happened uh, similarly in the 1940s, right? So after the 1929 stock market crash, um, you know, you had um, the depression and then you had countries that began to uh, try to outprint each other, which that leads to conflict. And the reason why it leads to conflict is, you know, whenever you're manipulating uh, the money supply and paying back other countries you owe in, with fake money, right, that's going to cause somebody to be mad. And that's what led to World War uh, World War II, um, which then you had a winner and you got to reset the rules and that, that, lead, that led us to the Bretton Woods Agreement, which I won't get into in this episode. But the point is, um, we're, it's more like the 1940s where governments around the world are going to have to print lots of money. Um, and that caused the, the, that causes, you know, over the long term, um, you know, prices to go up um, uh, because the value of the money is going down. When there's more money, um, you know, it's not the price is really going up. It's, it's more money going, you know, it's, it's really the value of the money going down. I wrote a good LinkedIn post on it. Check it out on my um, LinkedIn page. It's, it's the last post that I did um, on LinkedIn. Let me let me actually get the title for you so you can have it. But if you go to LinkedIn, Philip Washington Jr., then go to my article section. You'll see the article I wrote that's called The Cost of Living Isn't Going Up, The Value of Your Money Is Going Down. And it's a simple way to understand that concept, but so 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 you have you have that going on, um, and and also in the midst of that, so 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 people are saying, okay, Philip, you know, with with all that information, what do I, you know, how do I invest? What do I do in that environment? I can't hold cash. Things are volatile. Some companies that are at risk are going bankruptcy. You know, so, so it sounds like stocks, bonds, and cash are are are, are scary. You know, where do I go? Well. The only place to grow in that environment, right, similar to the, you know, 40s, 50s, is you got to buy companies that are eating up the old economy, the the innovative stocks, the stocks that I talk about a lot, the Zooms, the Pelotons, the Facebooks, the, um, again, companies that we own, 
um, that are that are dominant. And then you also you also want to own um, in, in a big in a big um, a big reason why I'm bullish on on on, on Bitcoin is in these periods of time when they're making currencies worth less, you have a new um, financial regime that gets born. So again, at the end of the 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 forties, just money printing, which led to war, which led to a new world order, which led to Bretton Woods. Bretton Woods would establish the petrodollar system, um, which I talked about on a previous episode, and and led to the dollar's uh, global rise. And so, so you have an, an, an a new system being built completely digital, right? So the theme of the last 20 years has been every software is eating everything, everything's going digital, including money. And so, you know, so you say, okay, if I want to buy into the new world order of money, right? You, you know, it's my thesis, my hypothesis, my view that Bitcoin is the central anchor currency for the digital uh, monetary system uh, that's going to get, uh, it's going to get built. And so, um, so, but in between that, right, when you when you when you have this transitioning going on, lots of debt, lots of money printing, um, governments that are gonna they're gonna have to keep rates low um, because they because they're you know they're gonna manipulate it right. So naturally, rates are gonna want to go up with inflation, but governments are going like they did in the forties. They're gonna manipulate rates and keep them low by printing money to buy bonds, which puts downward pressure on interest rates, which causes more money to move out of the broken system into growth areas because they're like okay you're going to print money and the bonds are not going to go bad but i don't want to, i don't want to own the bonds because they're not going to earn more than the cost of living goes up um and so because they've been manipulated so i need to put my my money in places that are actually going to grow and if you and if you um if you value growth stocks um, um with a discounted cash flow at a low interest rate they actually don't look so overvalued uh, when you when you when you do that nerd math and again um I'm pretty sure I did an episode on on that before. Um, I can't remember which which episode um, that that was, um, but it's beside the point. But you can but you can but these growth stocks now become relatively cheap, and buying the money of the future, you know, Bitcoin becomes a no brainer because you look at that period of time. And, and let me let me give like a perfect example. I talked to somebody before. Somebody before who was nervous about um, investing in in uh, in something new and, and more volatile. I was like, well, hey, listen, in 1940s, if you were in the UK, the UK had been the stable stable place of the world for the last hundred years. So if you were to extra- extrapolate the past into the future, you might you might have thought, well, cool, I want to keep my assets in the UK, even though they're going broke and they got all these problems. Um, I'm going to keep my assets here because it was stably va- stable value. Um, and so it should be over the next hundred years, but that would have been a wrong call because America, which was more volatile, right? The American dollar system, American dollar assets that were more volatile, um, that was where money was going because the system was moving to a, you know, a, a, a better system than the, um, more centralized, um, British, um, um, monopoly system, uh, which, which, which was diametrically opposed to the American, more, you know, it was more free markets, right? It was, um, it had not at that point become as centralized um, as it is today. But at that point, it was more decentralized, which from the previous episode, I talked to you about the the laws of money and money wants to be free, wants to be decentralized, doesn't want to be um, taken advantage of. And so money moved to America. 
same thing with the Bitcoin protocol. Um, so those those are my thoughts on why there's volatility. It's, it's not easy in this period. You know, it's it's big swings, right? Especially when you have in the short term interest rates going up, and the Fed is not the Fed will let it go for a little bit, but um, uh, and, and when the and when the rates go up a little bit. Um, you know, we just got to deal with the volatility. Like it's big, big swings, but you have to stay focused on. Okay, what's the what's what's happening in the big picture? Let me have a five year vision, and let me hold the right portfolio that matches with the right five year vision. And just with everything, like you can always be wrong. Things can 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 play out totally. <laughs> you know, totally like they can, yeah, they can play out totally different than how they've always played. You know, but you can only do the and probabilities, right? And the probabilities say that they to get out of debt system they got a default on, on loans or print lots of money and in both of those scenarios growth stocks and bitcoin um should do well right there have to be a scenario that we haven't thought of yet like like we <laughs> you know i don't know what it could be i don't know we invented some something that magically paid off all the government's money and everybody accepted it i don't know i i can't think of it so until i can think of a better option like you gotta say okay here's the you know, here's the positioning. Enjoy your day. We'll talk tomorrow. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.